KJAMS 105.3. It's in there pretty with me, your favorite radio reverend. Preach easy in the morning. How you doing this morning? I hope that this Sunday morning is going easy as your gospel should be. If this is your first time with me, then allow me to reintroduce myself. They call me Preach Easy, not because I'm easy on the eyes, because I believe the gospel should be easy like your Sunday morning. That means here on KJAMS 105.3, we get into the nitty gritty, you know, answering the questions that you ask yourself in the middle of the night, like who am I? What is my purpose? And why did God make me? Well, I believe all the answers to that are real easy because they start with you. The journey getting there, the journey is where it gets tough, where it gets difficult, but that's where I come in. As your favorite radio reverend, that's the most poppin' podcast pope. Oh yes, I'm on all streaming platforms, so that means all you gotta do is you can even type it in on Google. That's how simple I make it. You can just type in Preach Easy. You type in P-R-E-A-C-H, put a little space in between, E dot Z. And that way you will be, you will stay tuned in and up to date for all of the bops that we have for you. Today we are diving into repentance. Last week we talked about forgiveness. So today repentance only makes sense as the follow up to that. So before we go ahead and dive on in, let's go ahead and give God our issues, our challenges, our problems the situations we've been carrying with us for the past week, the past month, for however long it's been, let's go ahead and give it on over to God. Just go ahead and exhale. Breathe them on over now. Just... And now that we got a space for the Lord to move in a groove, let's breathe on in the promises, the blessings, the good news, and the gospel that the Lord has coming up for us in the next week, the next month. Lord, if you're able and you're willing, and I know that you are, we'll take you the next 30 minutes, Lord, in the next 30 seconds. Let's go ahead and breathe on in the promises, the blessings, and the good news that the Lord has for us now. Let's just go ahead and breathe it on in. Just... And now that we've created a space for the Lord to move in the groove, without further ado, let's dive in and start talking about repentance. Repentance, it's normally something that you hear from street side theologians or pastors and preachers that are trying to get some extreme reaction from their congregation. However, repentance isn't something that's supposed to be saved for the end times or the apocalypse or whenever revelation starts becoming true. See, repentance is actually designed and meant to be a continuous cycle that humans use to get closer and closer to God. Yet repentance has been seen and used as this tool to shame others, to push and to classify some as good Christians and others as wrong ones. Repentance has been used as an action to try and scare congregation members into more tithes or simply paying more attention. Whatever the case may be, because of all of these different examples of repentance, we've quickly lost the definition, but more importantly, we've lost the steps to repent. Repentance feels like this grand and huge theme that requires multiple senses of sacrifice and a huge theology degree just to understand, but repentance simply is broken down like this. To repent is to confess your sins, to stop them entirely, and to return right back to God. To repent is simply to confess your sins to stop them there, and to return right back to God. The hope and the prayer for today 
is just to go over these steps of repentance so that by the end of this, the actions and the process of repentance, of turning away from our sins, confessing them, stopping them, and coming back to God isn't some action or some process that's filled with shame, but instead an action or process exactly how it was designed to be, to bring us closer to God, to make us better than we were yesterday. The first step of repenting is simply to confess. Confessing to God, to ourselves, and to some physical points of accountability. See, for many, they would be confused, thinking that the main purpose of repentance is simply to stop the action, to stop the sin. But how can you stop what you don't know is going on? To give people the benefit of the doubt, I would argue that in their actions of sin, when they miss the mark, when they find themselves in need of repentance, it's not often due to the fact that they woke up that morning thinking, I'm going to be a horrible person. I'm going to be an evil person. I want to hurt people because I've been hurt. Oftentimes, what we do in life are reactions, survival instincts that we've done because of the experiences, the situations, the problems and challenges that have been pushed onto us, and these were the actions that we had to do to survive. It doesn't justify the harm that they cause. It simply presents an origin point. Confessing, actively saying it to God first allows you to wrap your brain around it. To begin to recognize that many of the behaviors and actions we've done, that we are not a perfect person. That we fall short and we miss the mark. But that is the whole basis of our faith. That we're not perfect people, but we're bettering people. People trying to be better than we were yesterday simply because we believe we're worth it. See, first we confess to God that we're not perfect people. That we've made mistakes. And in that confession, God reveals to us not only the behaviors, but oftentimes the origins. Then we confess to ourselves. Actively saying the words out loud. The issues and problems the situations that we caused and we continue to fuel by openly looking at ourselves in the mirror and saying them out loud, we don't disassociate these actions. We don't place them on some other portion of ourselves. We simply say, this is what I've done. I've committed these wrongs. I've hurt these people. It's not to hurt you or bring you down simply so we can have direct accountability. But confession doesn't end there. We confess to God so we may see it. We confess to ourselves so we may secure it and recognize it's us. But we confess to another point of accountability. A friend, a family member, someone who can hold you accountable to stopping these actions. Not someone who feeds into them, but someone that makes you feel uncomfortable simply with this conversation because you know they won't let you slip up. You know they won't let you get away with this. You know that they want the best for you no matter how hard those conversations have to be. Confession is the first step of repentance because you can't stop. You can't return what you don't even know you're doing wrong. First, it's confessing to God so we can recognize it. Confessing to self so we can own it. Confessing to another so we can be held accountable to it. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 13 says, Whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. For many of us, the fear of confessing is the fear that folk will look at us different. 
Fear that it says our character is wrong and that by saying it out loud, there's no returning back from what we've done. But in reality, confessing, owning up to your sins, your mistakes, your shortcomings, that reveals a greater character than if you were to simply live within that sin. Whoever conceals their sin cannot prosper, cannot be better than they were yesterday, but by confessing it, by owning up to it, you are not tying it to your body, to your character, to your being, but instead you are liberating yourself from those shortcomings. Confessing is the first step of repentance. Next is stopping. Stopping seems like the most obvious, the most on the nose. You think they're obviously easy. That seems like the easiest part. But only after you've confessed, only after you've named it, only after we found someone to hold us accountable, can we actively stop. We can't start with stopping because how many times have we told ourselves, well, this will be the last time. Well, this will be the last time I do this. This will be the last time I hurt them. But without confessing, without naming what it is we did, how can we ever stop? Without understandings, discussing it, saying it out loud, discovering the origin of when these behaviors, these chadas, these missing of the marks began, then we can finally stop. See, what we are attempting to stop, to halter, we recognize and know that we can't be perfect. But in our progress, in our path and journey to be better than we were yesterday, we still recognize behaviors in times where we miss the mark. Sin actually has originally three different words. The first word that I've constantly taught us is chata, that's C-H-A-T-A, which simply means to miss the mark. Like a mistake or if you were playing basketball and you simply miss a free throw, it doesn't mean that with training or with practice you can't make it, it just means that this exact time we miss the mark. For those purposes and those times, it seems really easy to stop once we've been given the information that we need to actually make the shot. But for other times, sometimes it is another form of sin, and this is the behavioral sin, where it is simply a constant pattern, oftentimes not at, at, simply as a result of environment, of situations or challenges that we constantly find ourselves in. Those that find themselves hungry results in the pattern of stealing, simply because there is this lack of trust either with the divine or with the system that's around them that tells them food will be there and so they have to steal. Sometimes patterns arise out of survival instinct, but in our growth and being better than we were yesterday, we have to keep looking for new opportunities and new ways to save our soul, despite the fact that we're also fighting to protect our body. Stopping takes looking at what it is we're doing, the actions that we're committing, and looking and searching for a better way. Oftentimes, people commit sins, fall into these negative patterns because they were never revealed or shown a better way. Stopping and searching for it. Let me let you know that there is another way, an alternative and better way to protect yourself, an alternative or better way to keep yourself safe, to protect your peace, your safety, your mind, your future. And that resulting back in these sins where you know that we're harming and hurting people, they're not sustainable. There is a sustainable way out there. And the first way to do this is to return home. Repentance first starts with confessing first to God, then yourself, and then an accountable partner. And then it comes to stopping because you can't stop what you can't name. And now we are returning back to God. For many of us, this is the hardest part. We've confessed, we've stopped, but now there is this shame. 
the shame that reeks upon us, that we feel everyone and everyone around us can see and can smell and can feel that the issues and problems, the situations and challenges that we overcame are still pungent and stain us. The shame that we carry continues to influence us and to move about. And sometimes, often, it stops us from returning to God. But see, in 2 Chronicles chapter 30, verse 9, it lets us know that your God is a gracious and compassionate God. And God will not turn God's face from you if you return to God. The shame that you feel, you didn't feel before. When we were committing these sins, these actions, when we were missing the mark and continuing these patterns, there wasn't a sense of shame until later because we thought this was the only way. That shame is a ticket letting you know of how much we've grown, how much we've come from, because before we did these actions thinking they were the only way. But now we recognize that there are alternatives, that there are new options, that there are new perspectives, that we have a new energy and power that allows us to do something different. That shame shouldn't hold you back from the kingdom. That shame is actually a key to get in. That shame is you showing God that I see and recognize that there is more for me than what I've been doing, what I've been committing, than the marks that I've been missing, you now recognize that you are worth so much more. Don't allow that shame to hold you back from the last step of seeing God. Don't allow that shame, that issue, that problem. You have worked past it. You confessed it. Even to start this process, God already knew we confessed it. We stopped it, and now we're turning back to God. God will not turn God's face from us, but instead embrace us with full love and compassion because we are working to be better than we were yesterday, and we are worth saving. And it is just that easy. You have a God that created a system of repentance, not to make us feel bad, not to bring us down, not to just warn us about the apocalypse that's incoming, but to allow us to be better beings than we were yesterday. Not because we were made to be perfect, but we were made to progress towards perfection. It is just that easy. Repentance is simply confessing our sins to God, to ourself, to some form of accountability. It's stopping right after that, and it's returning to God in fullness, recognizing that the shame, the anguish, the difficulties that we've carried before, God is willing to wash away because repentance is for us, and we are worth repenting, forgiving, and saving. This is your favorite radio reverend, Preach Easy, letting you know repentance is simply confessing, stopping, and returning. Confess to God so you can recognize what it is we need to work on. Confess to yourself so we can be, hold ourselves accountable and we can own our actions. And confess to an external physical person that can hold you accountable. Then stop. We've named it. We've owned it. We have somebody that can hold us accountable. Now it's time to stop missing to the mark. To move and find some new patterns and behaviors that actually can benefit us. And then we can return back to God with full embrace. Knowing that God is gracious and compassionate and will not turn God's face away from us. Repentance is there for us to be better than we were yesterday, not to prepare us for the end of days. It is an everyday action, an everyday process so that we can grow, not to be perfect, but to progress towards perfection. And it is just that easy. This is your favorite radio reverend, Preach Easy. 
let me know this is my interpretation of repentance in the word let me know your interpretation down below in the comments if you liked anything make sure to like share subscribe send it to a friend and know i'll be praying for you till you hear from me again favorite radio reverend preach easy signing off